everyone. Thanks for checking out the Citizens Podcast. We are the high school student ministry at Maranatha Bible Church, and we meet on Sundays at 11 a.m. in the student wing. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you posted it on your Instagram story and tag at NBC Citizens. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy. All right, so I'm so excited. I hope you're excited to be here this morning. I haven't been here for a couple Sundays, but now I'm back. Now I am here. So why don't you give the person to your left or to your right a high five? Well, both. Just give them a five and say, hey, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for being here. You deserve this. You deserve this. You're better than this. But anyways, I'm so excited to be here. If you remember two weeks ago, we started this series called Bowl, and it's a series about the mission and vision of the student ministry here at Maranatha. So if you were not here, that's okay, because we're going to do a very quick and short review of what we talk about. But before there, let me ask the question, who can tell me what is the vision and mission of Maranatha student? Boldly share Christ. What is this doing? In all aspects of your life, correct. Boldly share Christ in all aspects or in all areas of your life. If you walk through this door right here, you see it on the wall. If you get an email from Morgan, you will see it on her tagline at the end. If you get a t-shirt, sometimes you will have it there. If not, you will get it on the flower tree where you will see that our mission statement and our vision statement is we want that every single one of you will share Christ in all areas of your life. Why did we make this? So we talk about how a mission statement is what you are today. So when you look at our organization, when you look at a business, when you look at a ministry or a church, they need to have a mission, st- a, a, a mission statement, which is what is that they are, who they are. And so as a Maranatha, we want to be a place where every single student that comes through the doors, whether it's in the high school or in the middle school, that they boldly share Christ in all areas of their life. That is who we want. That's what we want to see today. Now, a vision statement is where do you see yourself in the future? What is that you see yourself going to? And most business, most organizations, those, the mission and the vision statement are typically not the same. For us, it happens to be the same because we would like to see you in the future where you are still boldly sharing Christ in all areas of your life. And, and this is important, and we talk about this two Sundays ago because we talk about where there is no guidance, where there is no direction, people will fall. If you live your life in such a way that you don't know where you're going, you're going to fail and you're going to fall. It's like a blind man running. Imagine a blind man running. How will they know where to go if they cannot see and in such a way how will you get to a place in your life if you don't know where you're going and so our desire here may not decide for the four years that you're here or if you're here from the middle school is that you will graduate here knowing and being willing to accept the calling to share Christ in all areas of your life so we talk about this uh, verse where we come where we get it from which is in Romans 1 16 and in Romans 1 16 he very clearly says this. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jewish first and also to the Greek. And we address this verse, and we talk about how this is the verse that it talks about how the gospel, this message that every single Christian has to share, is a message that has the power 
for salvation to, who, to anyone that believes. It is the only message that can bring someone from death to life. It is the only message that can bring someone from captivity of sin to freedom of sin. It is the only message that can give people hope. If you find somebody that doesn't have any hope in their life, this is the only message that can make a difference. It is the only message that can grant somebody the access to eternal life. That is the message that is so important that it is the power for salvation to whoever believes. Today we're going to be talking about why is it so hard for us to embrace this? Why is it hard for you? Why is it hard for me to embrace this call that we have to share Christ in all areas of our life? And I think about in the Bible, there's uh, the story of Mark. Mark was one of Jesus' disciples, and he had a very neat opportunity where he was able to go and do a mission trip with Paul, which we will say, if you've been in the Christian circle long enough, he is the epitome of, of leaders, of the Christian leader. He is amazing. And he had an opportunity to go with Paul out and do a, min, a mission trip with Paul and another guy named Barnabas. And as they were getting ready to go, Mark decides to step back and leave. Now, we don't know precisely what, the, what was the reason that he left. All we know is that he left to a city that he was accustomed to. It was a city that he lived most of his life. But all we know that it, it was something so serious that later down in the path, you see that Paul and Barnabas, who have been boldly sharing Christ, who had, were a team, who were doing things very good together, decide to separate themselves because Paul did not want Mark to come again on the trip, and Barnabas wanted to take Mark on the trip with him. And so whatever it was, it would, it, should have been, it would have been something serious enough. I think I had a, no, it was a hair. Yeah, it was my wife's hair. I gave her a hug. Um, so anyways, it would have been something serious enough that it, that it created a distortion between, between the two of them. And so the point of it was, and the reality that you and I need to understand is that just like Mark, you and I will have opportunity through our life where we're going to be able to share Christ in all areas of our life. And it may be that your story will be similar to Mark's in that when those opportunities come, for whatever reason, you take a step back and you decide not to participate. That you will take a step back and not allow God to use you. That you will take a step back and say, I'm not going to share Christ in all areas of my life. But the one thing we have to acknowledge is that we're really good at making excuses. Be honest. All of you, including myself, are good at making excuses. And here's the thing. Let's do an exercise. I want you to think about that moment in your life when you first believed the message of the gospel. Think about that moment. This is a test for you to know whether it actually happened. If you, have, if you cannot pinpoint that time, then maybe you have not believed that message. But if you had believed that message, think about that moment. Where were you? What were you doing? What he meant for you. When it was fully revealed to you that you can have a relationship with God. That you're forgiven. That everything that you have done up to the point in your life, up to that moment, it's forgiven. And anything else that you will do past that point has been forgiven. That you experience that time of, yeah, this is the time where I believe this message that is the power of salvation. Can you think of that moment? 
Again, if, you are, if you're not able to pinpoint that moment, and, 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 and you, let me clarify this. If your answer is, yeah, well, I have always been a Christian because my parents are Christian, or I've always been a Christian because I grew up in church, or I've been, always been, or I always been a Christian because I've always been to church, that is not a sufficient answer, and that's a conversation for a whole other day. But if you can think of that moment where you're where. For me, I was talking to my mom, and I understood that I was a fool, and I remember 12 years old, like this day, how it was a completely mess. There was a verse that she read to me. It was a verse in Proverbs that said that like a fool, like a dog goes back to his vomit, so does a fool repeat his fully. And I understood that I was that fool, like a dog that kept going back to the same mistakes. And in that night, I made a decision to trust Jesus. Can you think of your moment? If the answer is yes, then you know the power of salvation to this message. And you, by, by my, my uh, understanding or my assumption will be that you also know that you have a responsibility to go out and boldly share this message with everybody you encounter. But the reality is, is that we are expert at coming up with excuses. And some of the excuses you have already came up yourself. You have used them already. Some of them being like this, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Eric, why would I share Christ with people in my life if I don't know enough? I don't really know much about the Bible. I know what I believe. I know that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for me and that he rose from the dead. But I don't really know much about the Bible. If they ask me about election, what am I going to say? If they ask me about fill in the blank, what am I going to say? I don't know enough, so I'm going to take a step back and not boldly share Christ. Think about, I don't know what to say, how hard that is, when you're talking with a friend and you're, man, Eric, if that opportunity comes, what would I say? I don't know the words to say so that I can share with them Christ. What would I say? Or, man, I'm awkward. My name is Trent Chaplin, and I'm very awkward. I, I have a hard time. <laughs> I am an awkward individual. I don't know how to have conversation with people. And, and maybe I, if they ask me something, I may just freeze. I may, I'm out of my comfort zone. So I'm just going to take a step back and not boldly share Christ. I don't have time. Listen, Eric, I'm playing football. I'm on the band. I'm dancing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And really, I don't have any time to be able to share Christ with people. I'm overloaded with stuff. What will my friends think of me? Hey, I love my friend group. What will they think of me if I share them Christ? Just a side phrase. People, you, the people you hang out with are typically people that are like-minded. You don't hang out with people that are not the same as you. So if you are afraid to share with them the message of the gospel, chances are that your friend group may not be embracing the message of the gospel. And that alone, it's, a, 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 again, another conversation for another time. But that alone is a red flag for you to know. What will my friend think about me? Someone else can do it. Listen, Eric, someone else can do it. Maybe my, if they go to another church, but I know that they're not Christian, that's their church responsibility. Let their pastor do it. I don't know how to turn the conversation. Hey, listen, like we talk and we joke about, we talk about the Browns, we talk about the Friday football that we have going on, we talk about the, you know, the latest trend on TikTok, whatever it is, but man, I don't know how to switch that conversation into, let's talk about Jesus. And so because I don't know how to do that, I'm just going to take a step back and let someone else do it. I'm just scared, Eric. I'm just scared. I'm just not so bold. I'm just scared. So I'm just going to stay back. Or what if they ask me a question that I don't know the answer to? 
What if they ask me a question that I don't know how to answer? And this is just a few examples of excuses that we have used. You may have used some of this. You may have used all of them. You may have not used any of them, but yet you have still had to use excuses as to why you are not boldly sharing Christ in all areas of your life. And so for us to resolve this, we have to get to the heart of the matter. And that being that the problem is, is that all of us tend to put ourselves at the center. Me at the center. You'll see that when you find yourself making excuses, it's because you're putting yourself at the center of your life. The focus is on you, on how comfortable you are, on what is okay with you, and how will you feel about it, and how good will you look at doing it at it. And so you find yourself being at the center of your life, and that is really what is the reason why you and I are so good at coming up with excuses. And why it is so impossible, why it's so hard for us to share Christ in all areas of our life. If you look at the book of Romans, we're going to be in Romans chapter 8, specifically on verse 8. But I want us to read what Paul is saying to this audience as it relates to living a life that represents Christ. And he's going to say in, chapter, in verse 8, chapter 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ. If you have believed in the message of the gospel, there is no condemnation. You have been forgiven. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. And in order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the, sp- to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. You get this? He's saying those that live their life thinking about the things of the flesh will live their life doing the things of the flesh. But those that set their minds on doing the things of God will end up doing the things of God. And then he continued to say in verse 6, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And then he says this, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those, those that cannot live, those that live on the flesh cannot please God. Let that sink in. Those who live by the flesh cannot please God. You soon will find out that the reason why you and I are so good at coming with excuses is because we place ourselves at the center of our life. And we remove any desire of the spirit and we allow the flesh to, take, to run free. And you soon will find that it will be impossible for us to boldly share Christ in all areas of our life when our major concern, when our, when our biggest concern is ourself. When it is all that you think is about you, when all that you're concerned is how you feel, how you will look, how you will do it at it, when that is your concern, you're never going to be able to boldly share Christ in, our, in our, all areas of your life. You never will. 
Listen, you could be the most influential person in the world. You could have all the social media followers in the world. You could be known by the whole world. And you can be someone that you're constantly posting and doing things that are biblical statements. You're saying things that are true from the Bible. And yet everyone in your life that, is, that knows you cannot say that you're an individual to abolish your Christ in all areas of your life. You're doing nothing. If you are not somebody that is more, that, that if you're somebody that it, the biggest concern is you, it will be impossible to boldly share Christ in our areas of your life. When you're in your friend group circle and all that you're thinking is how will they perceive you if you start to boldly share Christ, you will never be able to do it because your biggest concern is you. When you're talking with your friend one-on-one, that you have a clear opportunity where you can share with them Jesus, and yet you don't do it because of how they may receive it, you are not going to be able to do it because you have put yourself at the center of it all. Lead me to the cross is the song that we just sang. And one of the things that it says that is so key is a plea to God to remove myself, rid me of myself as you lead me to the cross. And the reality is that if you're honest, if I'm honest, that's the last thing that we want to do. We want to hold on to ourselves so tight that despite the fact that we have understood and we embrace the message of the gospel, we still want to hold on so tight to it. You will never be able to share Christ, to boldly share Christ in all areas of your life if your biggest concern is you. So... How do, we, how do we fix that? Well, the obvious answer will be to put the right person at the center, which is Jesus at the center. And I love this because I, I, in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's explaining to them what's going to happen. And he's talking to them, and it's like picture Jesus being here today talking to you guys and say, hey, guys, you want to follow me, and you want to make a decision to trust me. You're going to follow me, and you're going to be the ones going out in the world and representing me as my ambassadors to everyone that you encounter. People will know that you're my followers by how you love. You guys are the ones that you're going to be the ones that people will come in contact, and by your interactions, they'll get to know me. But look what Jesus will say to them in Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciple, if anyone will come after me, if any of you will come after Jesus, you need to deny yourself and take up the cross and follow him. Now, we may read this today, and it may mean nothing to us because we, we, we look at the cross, and we look at, like, the cross that we had here as a symbol that is just there to worship, or not to worship, but to look at it in remembrance of what Jesus did on it, right? And it's not, it doesn't carry the gruesome image that it will carry for them. For the time that Jesus was writing this, the Roman cross was the worst type of penalty of death. It was a death by a superation, not only by suffering. You, most people will die simply because they will asphyxiate. It was a gruesome thing. It was something that, it was a, that, that people will not talk about it. it. It was something that you wouldn't dare to address the cross because of how ridiculous and gruesome this image was. And Jesus is looking to the audience, to his disciples, and he says to them, if you want to follow me, if you want to be someone that will want to follow me, you need to rid of yourself. You need to get rid of yourself, deny yourself, pick up that gruesome cross 
that signifies death, that signifies punishment. You need to pick up that cross and you need to follow me. There's an aspect here that we need to embrace that most of us do not embrace, even after we believe in Jesus, is that you cannot serve Jesus if you're still at the center of your life. You will not live the life that you're supposed to live if Jesus is not at the center of your life. You are in, it will be impossible for you to share Christ with people in your life when all you think is you, which is why Jesus tells him very clearly you need to get rid of yourself, pick up this cross, and follow me. So for us to understand this idea of boldly sharing Christ, we need to understand that in order to boldly share Christ in all areas of our life, we must get rid of ourselves and surrender to Jesus. That part, those, those two parts, rid and surrender, we do not like to hear that. And we don't like to do it. You don't like to get rid of who you are and what you want to accomplish and what you gonna and what you want to do with your life and what people want to will think of you. You don't want to get rid of that. And also, why would you surrender? That means you're weak. It means you're defeated. Yet that is what we must do if we want to boldly share Christ in all areas of our life. And I look, and I think about this picture here. So if we were to say that this puzzle right here was your life, that I just one second, technical. If we were to say that this puzzle was your life, and then as you can say, there's a piece that is missing. Let me do this real quick. <laughs> I work in my office. Good thing it's like five pieces. If we were to say that this puzzle is your life, and there is this hole there that needs to be filled, fill, fill. smart, see? If we were to say that that's your life and there's that big hole, what is that you're going to, what will you fill it with? If you're honest, our tendency and your tendency, even maybe today, is to try to fill it with yourself. And as you can see, that hole, if you have been bought by the price, if you have been bought by the blood of Jesus, if you have believed in that message that says that it's the power for salvation to who anyone believes, if you have believed in that, that piece that is missing in your life has been bought by the price and is only be able to be filled by one individual. But our tendency is that we want to take that individual out and we want to put ourselves in the middle of it. And even as a Christian, you're going to have a hard time living the life that you're supposed to live because you are putting yourself at the center of it all. And as you can clearly see, that is not the piece that will fit in that puzzle. You are not the piece that will fill your life. You are not the piece that will fill that void in your life. Even as a Christian, you will not be able to fulfill the things that you need to fulfill. You have been bought by a price, and in order for you to boldly share Christ in all areas of your life, you cannot be at the center of it all. For so long you are at the center of your life, it will be impossible for you to do it. Which is why, like, like Jesus said to his disciples, you need to get rid of yourself. Pick up your cross and follow him. And only there, with the message of the gospel, you'll be able to be the thing that you're supposed to be. Your life will be a mess. 
You will not fulfill your purpose. You will not accomplish the things that you were designed to accomplish when you do not live a life where Jesus is at the center of it all. That even though you may lose the world, you have won eternity because Jesus is at the center of your life. That even though you may not make friends and you may lose some friends, it does not matter because you stood up for what mattered. Which is a message that if anyone, for anyone that believes, has the power for salvation. We need to get rid of ourselves. We need to remove ourselves from the things and recognize the role that we have to play. The question that I have to do, if we were playing chess, what, would be your, what is your next move? What is your next move? Think about that moment when you first believed the message of the gospel. Think about it. Where were you? What led you to that moment where you were on your knees, figuratively speaking, maybe you actually did it, and you say, Jesus, God, forgive me for I have sinned. God, I'm a sinner, and I desperately need you. Think about that moment. Think about what you felt in that moment, that freedom, that liberation of your sin that understanding that now you know you're free. Think about that moment. And then, why would you not want the people in your life to experience the same thing? Why would you not want people in your life to experience the same thing? For the power of God, the message of the gospel is the power for salvation to whoever believe. Which is why here at Marianatha Bible Church, the student ministry, middle school and high school, we want every single one of you to boldly share Christ in all areas of your life. And that will not happen so long as you are in the middle of your life. It will not happen when your biggest concern is you. That's really the problem. That is why we're so good at coming up with excuses, because we're only thinking of ourselves instead of denying of ourselves picking up the cross, and following Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for the reminder that we have about the cross and what you did for us, Lord, and how this message of the gospel is so impactful, is so life-changing, Lord, and, and it is indeed the power for, it has the power for salvation, Lord. And I just pray that we will recognize, Lord, that you should be the only thing in, our, in the center of our life, Lord. That we need to get rid of ourselves, Lord. That we need to put ourselves aside and let you take control, Lord. That we will never live the life that we're supposed to live. That we will never be able to boldly share Christ, Lord, if we are at the center of it. So, Father, we pray that you will give us the strength, the recognition that we have to today and to be moving forward that we will start to live a life where we're boldly sharing christ with others lord father we pray this in your name amen here's what we're going to do i'm going to ask you to stay seated they're going to play one more song and i want you to think through the words that this song has consider the words that this song has i will i would ask that you will not become a distraction to someone else if you get bored or if you're tired or you're too long of a sunday already just Keep it to yourself. It's not about you. And just let each one of us consider the words of the song. And then as soon as this is over, you guys will be dismissed. Thank you so much, guys.